saying it from here, from here, and half of them don't even hear what they're saying out of their own mouth. It's almost like it's not bibbity, real to them. It's just it's just rote. It's almost like bibbity bobbity boo, you yeah, know, yeah. like well, abracadabra. And, I mean, and it's and just what does like the word say about that? What does the word there? say about that? The word says, "Beware of vain yeah. and repetitious babblings." babblings. And that's what a lot of Christians are doing today. It's just vain and repetitious babblings. They just babble on yeah. about some religious repetition, yeah. and they don't even hear with their ear or hear with their their spiritual ear yeah. what's coming out their mouth. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to More Than Conquerors program. We are delighted to have you with us, and we are so grateful for the opportunity to talk to you today and share with you the wonderful things uh, that Terry Mize Ministries has done around the world for 54 years. That's a while. That's a while. And, uh, you know, j- just the gratitude that I know I feel in my heart for all the things that the Lord has just done for me and my family and all those years Dean and I pastored and the the saving of our souls, the raising up in good churches, all the things that we saw through all those years of pastoring, and then how we met your family and how that had impacted our church and ministry and all of the things that God has done and the miracles that you've seen, Terry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My goodness. And, you know, I've thought so many times with all the miracles we've had and all the people that God's helped through us all these years, that all goes back to our partners. Right. You know, you and Dean supported us for years and years yes. and years and years. And, uh, you know, all that accrues to you. Yes. And, of course, I've laughed and told you, I said, you're now, you're now reaping what you sowed because you yeah. supported me all those years in missions right. and now you're in missions with me. But uh, all the other partners, you know, all the things, a lot of times I'll write a pastor a note. Co-laborers A lot of times together. I'll write a pastor a note and I'll thank them and I'll say, you know, you and I together have helped a lot of people. Yeah, right. And that's what we do. You know, we help we help people. Yes, and of course, yes. of course, we've been teaching on spiritual authority now for, uh, I, I think we went for something like 19 weeks and then we yeah. took a break and, and put some all other things in, in between it. <laughs> well, even before that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, and, and we only get back on it because I don't think we ever I think we just barely got out of the Old Testament and the new whenever we took the break and started uh, doing another series. But uh, I'd like to get back on that today because uh, teaching those pastors, Renee, uh, spiritual authority. Right. Which I've done for decades and decades and decades. Usually right. I never preached in the States. I just taught it overseas. Right. You know, in, in the States so many times because of the other great ministers that were here, a lot of times I didn't teach things in the States that I knew somebody else did. That I knew Brother Hagen was preaching or Brother Copeland or Brother Osteen. Right. I just kind of left it alone. Mm-hmm. And, but then when I'd have those pastors' conferences overseas, I know what they need. And I know what they haven't been taught. And so I'd major on those things and really try to train. Because God told me when I was 18 years old, he spoke to me very plainly, and he told me he wanted me to minister to ministers around the world. 
Mm-hmm. He said to me very specifically when I came back from Panama at 18, he said, he said, I've called you to be a missionary evangelist. I didn't even know what that was. He said, and I've called you to be an apostle. And I didn't even know God still had apostles. Um, and he said, and I've called you to minister to my headship ministry around the world. My headship ministry is sick. Mm. And so he gave me a he gave me a a, a, a commission, an assignment right. to do that. And I knew when I was 18 years old when he said that, I said, OK, but I knew that word wasn't for that day. A lot of times we God gives us a word, we make a sentence out of it or a paragraph out of it. And I knew that wasn't for that day because at 18, I didn't have anything to say to ministers right. around the world. I wasn't qualified. Right. And I knew the ministers around the world didn't want to hear what I didn't yeah. have to say. Smart moves. But I knew I, w- I knew I would grow into that and that would be my the rest of my life. Right. All the rest of my, my long, blessed days uh, as I would be ministering to ministers. So I love doing the crusades. Right. But I know my assignment is ministering to ministers and training them in the word of faith and in how to teach their people. And so spiritual authority is something I've taught around the world for to pastors for decades and decades. And I tell you what, sometimes it's hard to get it across to them because they're so ingrained in their denomination well, or so yeah, ingrained the in their doctrine. And see, yeah. you have to realize in my pastor's conferences around the world, I get every denomination. <laughs> I mean, when I'm in India, I'll have, the, I'll have the the Catholic yeah. Church will show up. I mean, the Monsignors, the Mother Superior. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. they'll just show up because, because in most countries you go to, if it's a Christian, quote, oriented nation, say Mexico, uh, or any Latin country is going to be, you're going to have the, the Catholics right? and you're going to have the Pentecostals right. and the Baptists and, you know, <laughs> and, and they worship the same God, Yeah, but they, they fuss about doctrine. Mm. But when you go to a nation that doesn't worship God, right. they worship Buddha or, or, or the Hindu, India has 330 million gods. Wow. Uh, or you go to, to a Buddhist land, Islam, uh, what Shinto, what, whatever, then then the Catholics and the Baptists and the Pentecostals and everybody else says, well, we at least serve the same God. Right. So here's the Hindus and here's the, you know, or here's the Buddhists. And, here, and so when I go to those nations, they don't care about the denomination. They, like in India, the, the, the Catholics will come, the Methodists will come, the Presbyterians will come, right. those pastors, those leaders. And so I can teach some really heavy duty stuff. And God's given me a grace and given me favor. That's right. Where I can teach those pastors, even when That's I was a young right. man, and they were much older than me, uh, that I could teach them because they knew I knew what I was talking about. I'd been there, done that. Right. So I wasn't just preaching theory. They knew that I was preaching something I had lived. We are here in the year 2022, the year of our Lord 2022, to do great and mighty things for the kingdom of God, to focus on helping children around the world. Last year, we did 42 nations and 42 different orphanages in 26 different nations. And we are just delighted to do that all the time. Besides all year long, we're helping widows and, and homes of people that are in need around the world. You can give through Terry Mize ministries through terrymize.com. We just look forward to hearing from you. It's going to be a great time. We're going to do great things and we're going to do it together. God bless you. We pray all of God's abundant blessings on you coming in and going out. Bye-bye. Well, and you're, you know, spiritual authority and, and it's at its base, you know, beginning thought is that it's a lifestyle. Oh, We're not just talking a doctrine of, of a rules of do's and don'ts no, or absolutely. outer appearance. 
you know, something about, you know, laws for the men and laws for the women. That's right. oh, no. No, we're, we're talking, talking about ceremonial about, law. No, we're oh, talking no. about a daily lifestyle of every believer, right. male, woman, We're talking female, about being in charge. Being in charge. We're not talking about ceremonial law. We're not no, talking right. about a religious law. We're right. talking about uh, we're talking about Genesis one twenty six. Yeah, that everybody in the, can. In do. the beginning, God said, "Now yeah, let us, us make, make man, man in our likeness, in our yeah. image, and let right. them, men and women, let them have dominion, dominion, not yeah. not not just power, not just authority, but dominion. Hey, yeah. I want them to dominate the place." God said, and He said, "Over the over the fowl of the air." Over the fish, fish of the sea. sea. He gave us categories. And over uh, the cattle mm. of the field, the beasts of the field. Right. And over all oh. the earth, which to me means hurricanes, earthquakes, droughts, Hallelujah. floods, wildfires. That's right. Tsunamis. I mean, all that. Over all the earth. Yes, yes. And every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So that's the kind of spiritual authority we're talking about. Right. It's where we actually walk in charge. Right. That we're not living by the beggarly elements of this world, but we're operating by God's laws, God's higher laws. Right. And uh, and so teaching that to those pastors over all these decades and decades right. has been such a delight. Although sometimes it's a head button. Yeah. You know, some of these countries I go to, yeah, I, the have traditions to, I have to, of men. I have to push over the sacred cows. Right. Right. And of course, I never do that the first trip or two. I mean, when you come to a country the first time, uh, they're kind of. They're kind of, you know, standing back. So what's this guy going to say? Right. Uh, so if you go in there just pushing over sacred cows the first day, they're not going to listen to you. But after I go in right. there and show them miracles and show them getting people feel saved and feel the Holy Ghost and, and speaking in tongues and, and then healings and miracles and blind eyes open, deaf ears and stuff. And then I don't ask them for any money. I give them money. Right. You know, and and, and they, they finally realize I came to add something to them, not take something from them. Then they trust me. That's wonderful. Then I can begin to push That's over wonderful. sacred cows. Yeah. And uh, it's just like in Romania, how I had to just so many times I had to just talk to those pastors about you can't beat your wives. You cannot beat your wife Duh. up because they literally <laughs> taught that in their churches. That's they, right. the, they taught that oh a man my. is supposed to physically beat his wife because the Bible yeah. says submit to your husband, beat his wife. And then those women put up with that. Because they were raised in church and they were told yeah. they're supposed to be beat. And I remember I, one of the first I times I took imagine. you to Romania with me and I had you preach, yeah. which is a no-no over there because yeah. they don't believe in women preachers. And I had you get up and preach and then you did something nobody ever done. You called the women up for prayer. Yeah. And all these wives came up. And I remember oh, how it broke your heart because when you got up close to them, you could see their broken nose. You could see the, 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 the black eye under the makeup. Yeah. You could see the crooked jaw where they'd been, where they'd been hit. And so, so many times I had to just yeah, talk to those pastors, yeah. tell those pastors, you cannot beat your wife. In fact, yeah. just a couple times I got real tough with them. I said, I said, if you're in here today, you're a pastor in here today and you beat your wife, you come up here after service. I'm going to whip you. you. You you beat your wife. You come up here and beat on me. You know, I said, you're a coward. I mean, I had to talk to him rough, you know, to say, you don't, right. you don't do that. And finally, we broke that devil. I had one one evangelist run up to me and fell on his knees in tears. He said, Terry, brother, Terry, you've changed my life. You've changed my wife's life. I beat her ever since we've been married. I beat her every Sunday before church. I, I, I'll never beat her again. And I said, well, buddy, you don't apologize to me. Apologize to God and to your wife. But but those are those are some of those sacred cows. Well, it is. You've been teaching sure. them to be in spiritual authority to where we're not beggars. You know, most ministers around the world in these foreign countries, they they don't. They don't teach your people to tithe. They don't teach your people to give because they think people get mad and want to listen to them preach and leave. Right. So they 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 look to America as their sugar daddy, and they just some of them just live. Not all of them, but some of them just live to get to America so right. they can find some some 
pastors and ministers, Christians, it'll be their support. Right. And I tell them all the time, I said, look, America's not your source. Right. I said, you need to get your money like I get my money. I said, I, I give. I pay my tithes. That's I right. believe God. I live to give. And, and you need to do that, too. You need to teach your people to tithe. You need to teach your people to give. And you need to live off of that income right. like I live off that income. Well, in teaching all these pastors all these years, I mean, because you would come to our church um, and give reports mm-hmm. of places that you had been, sure. that you and Jackie had gone or you had gone by yourself or you and the family had gone. And you'd come back and, and tell our people. And our people remembered those stories. Wonderful. And they the they believed God. They would see you out there doing it, you know, and then Dean's preaching it in right. the pulpit. And, you know, they're able to see how you put it to work even in another country. Yes. So surely we can make it sure, work here in America, sure, sure. you know. But the bot- to me, again, the bottom line with learning like just Genesis 1, 26, 27 over there that you talk about all the time, we put that over there in Romans 8 again. It's really for, a, for an American Christian we'd probably be almost be more familiar with walk in the spirit mm-hmm. and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how in the world are you going to walk in spiritual authority if you don't walk in the spirit? Right. Right. So there's the walking in the spirit of spiritual authority. Sure, of course, of course. Uh, you, you know, everything with God, faith, everything with God is, is you gotta, you gotta walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Exactly. So many Christians just talk the talk and it doesn't work for them. Right. And they say, well, that doesn't work. Well, yeah, it doesn't work because you didn't work it. Right. You know, you can't live you like a stay, pig yeah, and expect to be blessed like a sheep. You can't, yeah. you can't live any way you want to and do and anything you want to. And it can't be hit or miss. It and has you to can't be just, constant. You can't just declare the scriptures out of your head yeah. and expect it to work. You've got to bring exactly. it you've got to bring it out of here. The spirit of faith. Where you believe it. Yes. The, spirit, the spirit of faith, faith. Not just up here. Right. You go in so many churches today and there's a greeter reach you at the door and you say, Hey sister, how you doing? Hey brother, how you doing? And they kind of say, they sound like a parrot, you know, they say, I'm blessed and highly favored. 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 Holly want a cracker? Exactly. And yet what they're saying is right. They yeah. are. You know, I'm blessed and highly favored is a wonderful thing to say, right. but it doesn't work from up here. Yeah. They're, they're not even saying it from here. Exactly. They're it's saying it from here, from here. And half of them don't even hear what they're saying out of their own mouth. It's almost like. It's not bibbity. real to them. It's just It's just rote. It's almost like bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, you yeah, know, yeah. like well, abracadabra. And, I mean, and it's just like sprinkled fairy that? dust What does the word there? say about that? The word says, beware of vain yeah. and repetitious babblings. babblings. And that's what a lot of Christians are doing today. It's just vain and repetitious babblings. They just babble on yeah. about some religious repetition. Yeah. And they don't even hear with their ear or hear with their their spiritual ear yeah. what's coming out their mouth. I think that's and what, yet what's coming out their mouth are the right words. They're the right words. They're just coming exactly. from the wrong source. They're coming from here. Here instead of here. And we're not head people, we're spirit people, we're heart, we're heart people. Well, think about, you know, if we're going to take the whole counsel of God mm-hmm. and begin to walk in the spirit, in spiritual authority, mm-hmm. we, we look at verses like slow to speak, slow to wrath, quick to forgive, slow it down what you're saying, what you're what you're just parroting. Pay attention to what you're saying. Like Paul said to Timothy, oh, Timothy, look to yourself. Pay attention to how you say things. You may hear a good thing in church and, and, and it's a great confession or read a great verse in the Bible. Don't just take it in the spirit of, I'm going to do that and run with it. Add that, like you're saying, spirit of faith with it. Of course. Add that spirit of faith with it. Don't just say it from up here and don't get careless or flippant with it. 
I mean, make it like you're standing like Moses on the Red Sea and you expect the sea to part the moment well, you say spirit, something spiritual, spread that. Always think about it like, like you'd talk to your, your, your puppy if you left for work in the morning or your kids <laughs> left for school in the morning and the puppy yeah, followed them. Right. And, and you turn around and say, oh, honey, you need to go back. You can't, you can't go to school <laughs> or you can't go to work with mom. You can't go to work today. Yeah. That old puppy just wagging his tail and he'll just, yeah. just be so happy as a hog and turnip patch <laughs> and just keep following you. And you stop a few you know, yards yeah. later and say, puppy, right. you need to go home now. You can't right. go to work. You, you'll get hurt out here. you get killed now. Go, go uh -huh. home, go home. And you do that four or five times. Puppy doesn't care. He'll just, just be so excited. Yeah. But you turn around and stomp to your foot and say, go home. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now you're talking in authority. Now right. the puppy knows you're serious. And there is a different I mean, he'll tone. tuck his tail under his under his leg, and he'll shoot back home. Right. And that's what you have to do with the devil. You can just say, I know so many Christians, they'll hear me preach or hear somebody else preach the word. And, and then they'll say, well, bless the Lord, I can't get sick. Right. Well, well, no sickness come on me. When nothing come on my house, nothing come on my children. And they're saying it from up here. Right. The devil doesn't care. He's just saying, hey, yeah, go ahead and say that. But when you say it from here, devil... Right. Yeah. You're not coming to my house. You will not put this sickness on me. You will not touch my children. I'm blessed of the Lord. I am highly favored of the That's Lord. That's right. A thousand fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand. It will not come near me in Jesus' name. Then the devil and the angels and everybody else knows you're serious. Well, when you've talked to these pastors and ministers in foreign countries and stuff, you take on as an apostle. And pastors and whoever's in leadership, parents, anyone, business leaders, you know, management, uh, just like they said about Jesus, Terry, he spoke as one with authority. Having authority. And there's a different sound. He said it as though God meant what he said and said exactly. what he meant. Exactly. And when you say, well, go home, puppy, go home. Right. You're being sweet and kind. And that little puppy is counting on favor with you because mm -hmm. how cute he is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> little kids do the same sure, thing. I sure. tell my I tell my boys and, and Abigail when they were less, it's a good thing you, you're cute or you'd get more beatings, you know. <laughs> and it's the same thing in the realm of the spirit. We think we're getting by with the cleverness of the cliche rather than the power that is that is a, a Coupled there's a, there's with a Holy Ghost the truth heavenly of the Word of God, yeah, in here, in there, that exactly. will come out. Yeah, but it didn't come out up here. No, it's a different you know, tone of voice. When I picked up that hitchhiker, Renee, and he pulled the gun, stuck it in my right. ribs, and screamed at me and said, "I'm going to kill you." Right. I didn't save him up here. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I'm a man of God. You can't kill me. I said. I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Exactly. I'm a man of God. I've That's got authority it. over you. I've got dominion over you. You can't kill me in Jesus' name. And I'm talking <laughs> exactly out of here. Right. And heaven's backing yeah. me up. And there's a there is an absolute, I don't want to say meanness, but it's a it is an absolute it's authority. It authority. Is, it's serious, it's authority, and it's an it's absolute command. rebuke of the evil that mm -hmm. they're trying to perform mm -hmm. and the fact that we have been licensed, given the yeah. authority to stand in absolute rebuke of that thing trying to come against no, our absolutely. life. Absolutely. Like Paul said, rebuke with full authority. You know, rebuke the devil. You don't just chastise him and tell him what a bad devil he oh, is. Absolutely. You tell him in no uncertain words who's in charge. And then trying to teach these pastors over all these decades. I mean, right. I, mean, I didn't start this yesterday. Right. I've been doing this for decades. No, that's and right. teach these pastors in India and in all Mexico years, and all years. over the world, nations yeah. of Africa, nations yeah. of Southeast Asia. Yeah, exactly. And you start telling these pastors they're denominationally taught. Right. That's all they've ever heard. 
and I'm start teaching them on spiritual authority. Yeah. I mean, it's a fight for a while because they the, yeah. they don't understand the concept. Right. Christians think just because That's they really got true. saved or even filled with the Holy That's Spirit really that God true. waved his little magic wand and anointed, yeah. or like yeah. the Queen of England knights you and says, "Well, I, I, I knight you, Sir John or Sir James or whatever," <laughs> and, and and they think, "Well, yeah. now I'm just you, no, no. It's a spiritual authority. It's a heavenly. Yeah, it's not just uh, a dominion. title. It's like you know, you said I'm an apostle a while ago." And uh, people that know me say, no, I say that very little because I'm I'm not interested in titles and I don't live for titles. I live for testimonies. And and I've never thought that I've never thought that apostle or any of the gifts of spirit. I've never thought they were a title. To be used as a title, but that they were a function. Right. And so That's God it, told right me when there. I was 18 years old, I was an apostle, but I never said that. I didn't. I, I still don't go around saying, call me Apostle Terry. No, I, I would just slap <laughs> you if you call me Apostle Terry. And, yeah. and, and, and because that's a function I function right. in. Right. But I very rarely ever say it. The only time you ever hear me say it in the pulpit is when I'm telling some testimony that, that God used me overseas somewhere to change history or change a nation or something. And I'd say, I decree in the name of Jesus as an apostle that, uh, in the office of apostle that God's called me to thus and so, thus and so, this and so right. because I'm decreeing that in that in that funk in that office. It's a, yeah. it's not a title. I'm not looking for somebody to say, oh, Apostle Mize or Apostle Terry. I could care less about that and I don't even like it. Uh it, it's a function. It's right. not my name. Right. My name's Terry. It's not Apostle. You know. And and uh <laughs> that's right. I used to tell people that whenever I was pastor, they'd say pastor, 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 pastor. My name's not pastor. Yeah. I say you're a truck driver, I don't call you truck driver. <laughs> you know, you're a secretary. I don't call you secretary. There's a thought. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you work at McDonald's. I don't call you McDonald's. <laughs> you know, you have a name. Yes. Uh, and then you operate in a function. And I said that pastor is my function. Yes. That's the office I stand in. You know, apostle is my function. The office I stand in. Yes. But I've always just used the word missionary. Yeah. I'm here one time decades ago. That's Kenneth good Copeland stuff. And Ed Dufresne. Yeah. And I we're in a, we were somewhere in the States preaching, and I don't remember if we were on a TV show or if we were at a conference preaching. One or one or the other, we were all standing backstage about to come out, about to be introduced and come out. And so we were just talking, the three of us were talking, and I don't know, and Kenneth said something, you know, Brother Copeland said something, and, and I said something about, yeah, I said, well, I'm just a missionary. But when I said, yeah, but I'm just a missionary, Kenneth took that finger of his and he poked me in the chest and he just, started poking me and poking me and poking me and just backing me up. And of course, I just backed up. I mean, it's Kenneth Copeland. I think I'm going to hit him. I mean, no, I just back. If he's poking me, I won't back up. And so he just kept backing me across the room until I finally ran into a wall and just stopped. But he said, boy, and just poking me. Don't you ever let me hear you say you're a missionary again. You're an apostle of Almighty God. You're a blood warrior. You're a blood covenant. That's right. And, he just went, and everything he said was right. Ed was just standing there giggling and laughing about the thing. And, and, and Ed at that time and he was a pastor himself. Yeah. And he supported me uh, uh, several hundred dollars a month uh, in missions. And so I'd get a letter from his church every month with a check in it. And so when that happened and he saw it get us do that, then he went back home to his secretary. And he said, from now on, when you send Terry his monthly check, his support check, his partner check, he said, don't put Terry Myers, post office box 35044, Tulsa, Oklahoma. He said, just put... Terry Mize, Apostle to the World, Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> and it got to me, you know, but I, I just I kept saying, hey, quit doing that, quit doing that, quit doing that. Yeah. But he, he just keyed in. On it. But I don't go around saying I'm an apostle or call right. me apostle. The only time I ever even use the term is when I'm operating in some kind of authority against the devil 
or, or, or establishing something in the church right. because God calls the apostles anointing or office is right. to establish doctrine and then go back and correct doctrine. Right. Well, you it know. would be like a, the owner of a business saying as as a as a Christian and a business owner right. o- responsible over this business right. as a parent, right. I'm, I, as the head of this house, blah, right. blah, blah, as a principal of a school, exactly. as the principal of this school, exactly. I stand in my authority. Right. And that's how you do that. Yeah, because you, you speak out of your you function. Speak, you speak right. out of your office. Exactly. That's exactly. where you get your authority from. No, that's it's right. Like, it's, it's like if mama's uh, the kids yeah. are acting up in the other room and mama uh, doesn't want to go in there and tell them to straighten up. So she'll tell one of the other kids, say, go back there and tell them mama said. Yeah. <laughs> now, that kid just goes back there and says, y'all quiet down. They're not going to listen. No. That's when that right. kid goes back there and says, mama said y'all quiet down. That's right. Now it's carrying an authority. Hallelujah. And that's what we do speaking. Uh, in the name of Jesus. So anyway, uh, we're running out of time. And I was trying to make a point that that with those pastors yes. trying to teach them that God has given you spiritual authority. Right. But there's times that you run into situations, crises, emergencies, whatever. There's times you have spiritual authority. Yeah. There are times you don't, have, don't it. have it. There are times that you don't have it, but you can get it anyway. Exactly. And then there are other times you don't have it and can't get it. So you might as well right. not even pray about it. And so you need to know when. If you yeah. know when those times are, then you're going to have more success. Because if I go butt my head out here on something yeah. that I don't have spiritual authority in and I can't get spiritual authority in, you know, it seems to me wasting my time and breath and effort and energy. But if I if I know I have it, then I go deal with it. If I if I know I, I don't have it, but I can get it. Yeah. It's like the time you know about, and I have to just, we're way out of time, but it's like the time I had the little baby girl in the jungles. An American medical doctor friend of mine was with me, right. and he said, Terry, the baby's dead. And so I just grabbed her up and held her up before God. Well, I ended up praying for her for 12 hours, Renee. I didn't know I was going to take 12 hours. I thought it would take 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. I'd raised other people from the dead, you know, just by telling them to get up in Jesus' name. And this went on for 12 hours. And finally, after nine hours, my doctor friend said, Terry, she's dead, D-E-A-D, dead. Put her down. We'll bury her in the morning. And I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay. I'm not going to bury this baby. I just knew. I. And so finally, after 12 hours, I said this to the devil. And I'm going to have to run out of time. But I said, look, devil, you caught me. Uh, in the jungle. I have spirits. So this is my jungle. I'm not somewhere else where I don't have authority. I'm in the jungle. It's my jungle, not your jungle. I have authority. The parents had the authority because they're the parents. They gave it to the doctor, not to the man of God, gave it to the doctor. Then when the baby died, nobody had it. Right. So then I came in and took it and I'm able to raise her from the dead because of that. So I, I didn't have authority, but I knew I could get it. And finally I did. I don't know why it took 12 hours. But anyway, she's alive and well today. Hallelujah. <laughs> to God well, be the glory. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's sort of, you know, that's like, like I've always said, the Holy Ghost will help you know when to hold them, know when to fold them, <laughs> know when to walk away, and know when, when to take authority and do what God's called you to do. This has been awesome today, darling. Thank you for sharing all that with well, us. Absolutely. I wish we had more time. I know. We'll come back again and do it one more time. One want to tell you, always, the theme of Terry Mize Ministries is you are... More, More than, than conquerors in spiritual Bye-bye. authority. Yes. <laughs>Hello, everybody. Renee and I just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation. So uh, let's just do that right now. Pray this prayer after me. Father God, 
I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the Son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Make me a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you're saved, you're born again. So write us, let us know, tell somebody that you prayed with Terry and Renee and that you gave your heart to Jesus. We love you. God bless you. I said, God, if he pulls the trigger, my job is to believe your word and your job is to do something about the bullet.